All right. So, um, f- so for today, let's go to Jeremiah 20, uh, 29, 11, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. Um, I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Uh, this is a familiar scripture to, to, to a lot of people. Um, so Jeremiah 29, um, 11 NIV. Here's what it says. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and to give you a future. OK, that's Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know if, you, if you've heard that one before, you know, it. just put either your hand up or a heart or, or something in the chat box. If that's a familiar scripture to you, it says, for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and plans to give you a future. Looks like people know what it is. Uh, The sermon topic today, y'all, is what do I do while I'm here? I see you, my see you, Chris, see you, Mike. What, What do I do while I'm here? Now, the title of this message, watch this, doesn't make sense when you just read the verse by itself and then you say the title of the message, right? When you read for another plan, like a, a, t- a title that would make sense would be God has a plan or God's plan for you or, or it gets better from here. Like that would make sense with this verse, right? But when I read this verse for, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope, plans to give you a future. And then I say, what do I do while I'm here? It causes Nisi and, and Karen to kind of look up a little bit like, well, this doesn't, this doesn't connect. I wonder what this is about. It doesn't make sense with the verse all by itself because we usually only read this verse all by itself. We usually take this out and it's, it's on our it's on our social media pages. Uh, we make you know, we put on a post-it note and we even listen. It's in the Bible. It's, it's between a whole bunch of other verses, but that's the only one we highlight. The one where it says, for I know the plan. Let me get my highlighter out. He's got my, my scripture. And it, it, a lot of people, it's their favorite verses. And we, we highlight it. We talk about it. We preach it. We take it out by itself. I see you, Jason. My brother's going to like this message. Watch. We say God's got me. He's got plans for me. He wants to prosper me. He uh, he doesn't want to harm me. I've got a future. I can go on and on and on. We take that one thing out and we single it out. And then when I say, what do I do while I'm here? It doesn't make sense because we don't look at it in context. We're going to look at this scripture in context this morning because I watched this and you're going to, I think that you're going to agree with me that this scripture in context is going to bless you more than taking it out of context and using it as a standalone because it doesn't stand alone. And I think that taking this thing out and reading it in its context, how when God was speaking to, to Jeremiah and we were speaking to the people, like the reason he said this to them is going to bless you more than just taking it out and kind of making it your theme. I want to look at it in context because it gives a whole different perspective and it provides, uh, and, and it's the way we're going to look at it. And it's why, what do I do while I'm here will make sense to you when we not isolate the scripture, but we look at it in context. This is going to be my brother's favorite part of the sermon. Watch this. I'm going to give you some context here. Watch this. So, so, so tone, but when, when, when this was said, watch what, watch where Israel is in their history. Israel at this point was divided up into two kingdoms. Okay. Cause at first you had just Israel, but at this point, this is after the death of Solomon, they had two kingdoms. You had the Northern kingdom and you had the Southern kingdom. The Northern kingdom kept the name Israel, right? And the Southern kingdom became Judah. And they were, they were Judah because the people from the tribe of Judah, Judah heavily populated that area, even though they weren't the only ones there, it was mostly them. And so now you had one Israel. Now you got two. Okay. Now you got two Northern kingdom. You got Southern kingdom. Now Jerusalem, which was in the Southern kingdom had fallen to Babylon at this point. Okay. Understand what is happening when this is said. I know the plans that I have for you, that the kingdom is split. 
That's the first one. So understand what's happening. There's turmoil going on right here when he's talking about the plans that I have for you and I'm going to prosper you and stuff. And so we've got turmoil because now where we were one nation, we're now split. So we've got division. Okay. But he's talking about, I have a plan. I know the plan that I have for you, but what I'm going through right now is division. I see you shaking your head already, my Listen, if it's good, just type in the thing. What I'm trying to, so, so we, I, we have to understand that when, watch this, when this is going on, number one, we have what? We have division. They're not together. We had one kingdom at one point, and now we have two because all kinds of stuff, right? And so now not only do we have two, one of them, right, is, has now fallen to Babylon, so not so watch this. So not only do we have a division here, now we've been conquered. We're talking about turmoil, but yet we see in the scripture where Jeremiah says what? Says, I know the plans I have for you. Their plans not to harm you. They're, 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 it's not going to harm you. Their plans to prosper you. There's hope and there's a future. And we isolate that and we just, but no, no, no. This is given to them at a time of what? Of great turmoil. So the Lord gave this to Jeremiah that I know the plans to tell Judah, watch this, while they were in exile, they weren't just conquered. They were taken out of their land. So now, watch this. So we're divided, we're conquered, and now we're separated. Uh-oh, here we go. So, so, so watch this. So, so, so this message of hope in the scripture that we highlight and we put it on a post-it note, we put it on our mirror and we put it on our social media pages and we, and we take a little, take our little selfie, like when God knows his plans and they take a picture. You ever notice how people do that? Like they take the most vain and pompous and selfish, self-exploiting pictures of themselves and they say, when the Lord knows your purpose. Like stop with that. You just want to take a cute picture of yourself and put it on social media. But anyway, watch this. So, so this, so this message that we do this with on social media was literally given to the people that were divided, that were conquered, and that were taken out of their land in exile. Y'all don't want to, y'all, y'all not going to want to come back to church no more. Y'all know I don't play, listen, we're going we're gonna to preach the Bible. Watch this. Here's something else about the context of this when, this when this was said to him. This was the second prophecy about this exile, okay, about what was going on. In, the first one was false, okay? You got to go back to the, to the previous chapter to read this. The first one was false. Hananiah, watch this, in chapter 28 said that within two years, y'all, this is going to be over. Not only in two years, this is going to be over. We're going to be back in our place and, and King Nebuchadnezzar is going to die. That's what he said. Jeremiah was like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. It is not going to be over in two years. See, we love the prophecy that says by this time tomorrow, all your enemies will be. And we love the prophecy that, the prophecy that says today your bank account says zero. Ah, but by tomorrow it's going to have six. We love that. That was the Hananiah prophecy. See, we want that one to be the real one. And we don't want the true one that Jeremiah said. No, no, we're going to be here for 70 years. We want that to be the false one, but we want the two-year one to be the real one. Oh, wait, listen. So and look, I can fill the church up and everybody, listen, y'all will even give, y'all will even give more. You will give more to if I would just stand up here and tell you that by this time tomorrow, Denise, Charles and Brenda, I'm trying to tell you that God, listen, if you just shout and if you just give a little more money by the we will tell people by the time you get home, it's going to change. By the time you hit the parking lot, home is going to change. Gwen, by the time you leave the grocery store, God is going to turn. Even now, as you turn the engine and cut the car on, he's turning it. I can do it. 
I, can, I went to seminary. I can do. I can tell you exactly how they how they trick you guys. And so and so, as opposed to just reading the Bible, get it. So, so uh, that's right. Tia told me not to go in church. I'm not going to talk about that. But they know how to do it because we because we hear that all the time. And by the Micah, by the time you get home, your cats will be blessed. Your mason will be blessed. Your carpet will smell fresh. And so we know how to do that. We know how to do that. We want that prophecy, but but Jeremiah was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The two years and this thing is going to be over is not the right, is not what God is saying. He said, we're going to be here for 70 years. Now that we know the context, let's read a little bit more of the scripture. Jeremiah 29, 4 through 14. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those that he says, those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Because the reason they were even in exile anyway was the fact that they were worshiping other gods and, you know, Solomon and, and Rehoboam would, um, you know, really wouldn't be a fear with taxes and stuff like that. And so, and so, so that's what really why they split. And then, um, you know, worshiping idols and stuff like that. That's why they ended up being, it was, it was punishment. That's why they were in Babylon. So he says that I carried into uh, 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 exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Watch this. This is what he tells them. This is what the prophecy was about their, about their exile. Watch this. He says, build houses and settle down. Uh Oh, you don't have to build houses, settle down somewhere where you're going to be for just two years. No, 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 no. He says, build houses right there in exile, build houses and settle down. He says, plant gardens and eat what they produce. If you're not going to be there long, you don't need to plant anything because you won't be there for the time that it harvests. But he says, no, no, no. Build a house, settle in the houses, plant gardens and eat what they produce. Watch this. This is he telling me you're going to be here for a long time. He says, marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for you. So not only will you marry and have kids, your kids will get older. And I want you to find, this is how long y'all going to be here. So marry, find wives, uh, 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 have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons, give your daughters in marriage so that they too can have sons and daughters. So he said, y'all, you're going to be here so long that you're going to marry, you're going to have kids, your kids are going to have kids, and their kids are going to, uh, uh, and their kids are going to have kids. This is increase in number. So while you're here in exile, still increase in number. Do not decrease. God begins this true prophecy of what's about to happen. Because remember, it started about, I know the plans that I have for you. And we isolate that. But he gave, he told, he was telling them this while they were in exile, while they were away from their homeland, after they had been conquered. And this is important because, again, some, it's easy for us to quote that scripture and look at blue skies and sunshine and everything looking good. And I know God has a plan. But what happens when he's trying to affirm to you in the middle of a tough time, in the middle where you feel like you don't have enough, in the middle where you are confused and he's trying to explain to you that I that scripture means something to you when you are in the middle of a storm. This scripture was given to them while they went exile. And so we, I can't separate it and then make it all about, you know, blue skies and sunshine, that, it, that, it, it, that, that it's the reinforcement that knows that no matter what I'm going through, that I can trust that God, watch this, not only has a plan for, but he knows the plan that he has for me. Watch this. He begins by telling, Jeremiah begins by telling them to build a life right there in exile because you're going to be here for a while. He says, settle in. Oh, no, come on. We want church to tell you you're not going to be here long. God's going to take you. But what? But and, and by the way, that can be a true word from God where he's going to turn something around immediately for you. It's going to happen next month. But there are times where we just see right here where he says, no, we're going to have to settle in on this one and ride this one out. Come on. Well, we're going to have to settle here. And understand we're going to be here for a while and we're going to have to ride this. Out. There's some that's immediate. There's some that's going to that you're going to have to, that you're going to, have to ride it out. While in exile is what he told them. 
in a land that is not theirs. They are in exile under the rule of foreign people who are going. They said, you're going to be here for a while. Sometimes God's plan is to settle us down and to understand that we're just going to have to ride this one out. And I know that's not what I want to hear preached this morning, but I'm telling you, I can, as, we can, as we continue to read the Bible and we go verse by verse and we understand and we seek knowledge, I cannot preach. I know the plans without preaching this. Can't do it. Can't do it because I'm not giving you the correct content. And, 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 and this is what, you know, radical in our Bible study is going to uh, teach you because because we talk about this, that 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 I can't preach Jeremiah 29, 11 without without all the context of it. Because it means that much more. So when you're going through a, a time where it seems like it's tough or you're going through a time of life, that it means much more than to know that. I have the, I know I, ha, I know the plans that I have for you. The plans to prosper you. It's not it's not to harm you. It's to give you a future. It's to give you a hope. But they again, there is good news. Watch this. God provided everything that they needed while they were in exile. And so now, now that we give it context, when I say, you know, today I'm preaching from what to do while I'm here in exile, it makes sense that I know the plans that I have for you makes sense now that we have this context. What to do? While I'm here in exile, don't worry. I got more. To, I got more to preach. That, that was that could have been the whole sermon right there, but it's not. So watch this. Watch this. So what to do while I'm here in exile? Now here's what what here is here in exile is that is, is that I, I see you, Charles. Is that unfamiliar place? It's a place that's unfamiliar. It's not home. See, you're used to being home. Most of us could 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 walk through our houses with our eyes closed and still kind of know where we are because we're familiar with it. We've seen it before. We walk through it. But here in exile, taken from their home, a place that is what? Uncomfortable. Your home is a place that have made that you've made somewhat to your liking for the most part. Your couch, your chair, your decor, everything's kind of set the way you like it. It's comfortable for you. But sometimes we're in a situation or in a place in life that is uncomfortable, that is unfamiliar for most of us. If not all of us, the exiles that we experience isn't a physical one. Okay, this is where we get this. For I know the it is not a physical one. For some of us, we have an exile of the mind, a mental exile. Well, our mind is all over the place. We can't get into a comfortable place mentally. We can't get into a familiar place mentally. I'm just not thinking right. Everything is all over the place, and I feel like I am a, in, in in a mental in mental captivity. I feel like I'm oppressed mentally. I feel like I'm like like I'm in exile mentally. For some of us, it's an emotional exile, just searching for a place of peace can't find joy emotionally, trying to find some way to just settle in and trying to find some way to just settle down. And so we are in a mental exile. Some of us are in emotional exile. Some of us, watch this, I see you, Mom, are in a people exile. I just don't know where I fit in or not even fit in. I feel like I just don't truly have anyone. I feel like there's no one that I can trust. I feel like every I feel like people are turning their backs on me. I feel like when I truly need someone, they're not there for me. And so sometimes we go through a people exile, emotional exile, mental exile. Watch this. I'm about to preach to myself. Sometimes we feel like we're going to, through a spiritual exile. Uh oh. 
where I just don't feel like I'm as connected to God as I used to be, or I just don't feel like I'm connected to, or I don't feel the things that I used to feel. And I don't know where I'm at spiritually. And I feel like I'm at an odd place spiritually. And I'm trying to do some of the things that I used to do. I'm trying to sing the old songs. I'm trying to sing the old hymns. I'm trying to go back and listen to the old. I'm trying to conjure up the same feeling because I feel like I'm in spiritual, what? Exile. And some of us are going through life and we're in a purpose exile where we feel like we should be doing something with our life, something else with our life. We feel like there's more out there than what there's, watch this. We feel like there's more out there for me to get. We feel like there is more in me than what is coming out of me at this time. That God has placed more in me than what is coming out of me at this time. And for some reason, I feel like I can't get it out or I feel like I'm always blocked. Or the moment I think it's about something's about to happen, then this financial tragedy hits. Or the moment this is about to happen, this family drama hits. Or the moment this, and so we, and so, and so we, and so we go through this. And so while physically we may not be in exile, we feel like we get this mental exile. We get this emotional exile. We get this people exile. We get this spiritual exile. We get this purpose exile. And then we have to ask ourselves, what if it ain't a two year, th- if the two year thing is a false prophecy and it's a 70 year thing, what do I do while I'm here? OK. What do I do, Karen, while I'm here? I almost called Karen Sister Karen, but you told me you better stop calling me Sister Karen. Call me Karen. So that's why I, st- I hesitated there. Uh, uh, Karen, what do I do, Karen, while I'm here? What does Micah do, uh, 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 Mike? What does Micah do while she's here? Here we go. I got some points for you. What to do while I'm here, point number one. Watch this. Make up in your mind that you will do as the Lord instructs. Make up in your mind that while I'm here, I'm going to do as the Lord instructs. Because here's the thing. While you're in exile, remember, God gave them this word while they were in exile. Okay, and just because you may be in exile, just because you may feel disconnected, just because you may feel doesn't mean that God's going to stop talking to you. God will never stop. talking. And so watch this. We have to I see you. I see you, Tracy. Watch this. And so and so we have to make up in our mind that I'm going to continue to walk as the Lord instructs me to do. Watch this, because you can do something and the blessing is in the doing. Don't forget, we don't forget we read that in the scriptures where it says be be doers of the word, not hearers only, right? And said, so, because what the blessing and we is in what is in the doing. Because God gave them instructions. He said, build houses, right? But what do I do while we in exile? He said, 70 years. What do we do? Build a house. Build a house. <laughs> That's what you do. Plant gardens and eat what the gardens produce, marry and have kids. That's what you do while you're in there. And so, and so, and so he's given them instructions and they have to be obedient because watch this. There are blessings in their obedience. Watch what happens. He said, build houses. There'll be shelter in exile. You won't be here. So you might as well. Have. And so his instructions did what provided them shelter he said, build houses. The, so obeying him to build the house provided what shelter while I'm in exile, tell them to plant gardens and eat provided what provisions for food and sustenance sustenance while they're where in exile. He says, marry and have kids provided them what family and companionship while they were where 
in exile. He gave them something to do while they were in exile and gave them instructions. And if we listen to the voice of the Lord, he will instruct us and he will guide us. Nisi, Nisi can preach about this. Nisi, gonna give, Nisi said she may give her testimony one day. Nisi can preach about this, about how when you're in exile and you're in an unfamiliar place and things seem to be falling on top of you one after the other, how God can still provide for you and still speak to you on a daily basis while you are where? In exile. So point number one, we have to make up in our mind that we will do as the Lord instructs. Because watch this, we can't do something. We don't have to just sit around and be in exile. We can, I see you, we can what? Do something. Okay, that's point number one. While I'm in exile, point number one is make up in my mind that I will do as the Lord instructs. Okay, verse number seven, watch this. Uh, 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 let's, Let's pick up at verse number seven. It says, also seek the peace and prosperity, watch this, of the city, to which I have carried you into exile. Uh-oh, let me read that again. Watch this. He says, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city, not your city, but the city I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Pray to the Lord for the city in which you are exiled to. He said, pray for them. Watch this. He said, pray, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Uh-oh, y'all, don't, y'all not gonna like point number two. I'm gonna I'm I'm check here. Hey, um, uh, you know, I mean, hey, Micah, I want you to look on the call and let me know if, and, and you too, Jason, let me know if anybody drops because of this hard point. Let me know. Watch this. Point number two says, pray for those who persecute you and pray that God prospers them. This is what the Bible says. It's a hard one. I know. Let me know, Jason, if anybody falls off. This is what it says. He says, also, it says, verse seven, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. That I can prosper the exile situation you are in to get the blessing and the prosperity to you. Watch this. Verse says, if it, if it prospers, you will prosper too. Don't forget, Proverbs 13.22 says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. That God will bless people who treat you wrong, knowing that that blessing is going to funnel down to you. Watch this. If you pursue peace and pray for their blessing. That blessing may not come to you if you fight them at every turn. That blessing may not come to you if you want to fight and argue and lead and do all that kind of stuff at every single turn. This is pray, pray for their peace. Pray for their peace is what they say, right? Pray for their peace and and, and pursue peace and pray for their prosperity and pray for their blessing. Even when they, even when you're in exile, watch this Matthew 5, 44 and 48 says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you that watch this, that you may be children of your father in heaven because he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sent rain on the righteous and on the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Are not even the tax collectors doing that? If you greet only your own people, are you doing more than others? Don't even the pagans do that. For that department head at work, for that manager, for that supervisor, for all the other things that we have going on, and and we feel like we're in exile, watch this, pray for them. Not that God removes them. If he wants to remove them, he will. But the Bible says, what? pray for them, right? That they are blessed because that is going to flow that blessing, what? Down to you. Pray that there is peace between you because what? what? That's where the blessing will what? Be released. And so we want to make sure that we do what? So point number one, um, uh, 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 what was point number one, guy? It was um, to, to make up your mind that you're going to do as the Lord instructs, that we're going to be obedient. Um, uh, point number two, 
uh, was the fact that we're going to pray for those who persecute us and pray that God's prosper them. This is what we do. Watch this when we're in exile. Okay, let's pick up at verse eight. We got a few more points. Verse eight says, "Yes, this is what the Lord Almighty, uh, uh, the Lord Almighty, uh, the God of Israel says." Watch this. Watch this, y'all. We already gotten this a little bit. Do not let the prophets and diviners among you deceive you. Do not let the prophets and the diviners among you deceive you. Watch this. Do not listen to the dreams, uh, to the dreams you encourage them to have. Whoa. Don't listen to the dreams you encourage them to have. See, we want it to be, it's going to be over tomorrow. We want it to be. And so then when, so when I I hear that now, I'm going to preach that to you. He says, no, no, no. Don't even listen to the dreams that you encourage them to have. Verse nine says, they are prophesying lies to you in my name. I have not sent them, declared the Lord. Point number three, what to do while I'm here. Point number three, I need to listen closely for the voice of the Lord only. Don't forget the New Testament talks about that there'll come a day where people will have itching ears going to whatever doctrine feels good or whatever doctrine sounds right or whatever doctrine they want to. Well, those itching, I will I will not have the itching ear syndrome that I will listen closely to the voice for the voice of the Lord and the voice of the Lord only. The scripture is clear that not every person who has a quote unquote word actually has a word. Here we go. Come on. Not everybody who could, now some people who come up to you and say, Hey, look, God impressed on my heart for you. And that's, and that's fine. Some will have a word for you from the Lord, and, but not everybody who does will. And you know, and you can discern between the two. We're going to talk about it in a second. Don't forget, Hananiah was the one who said it won't be long, it, 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 uh, it, that, that this is going to be over soon. Uh, that, and, and Jeremiah said, That's not from the Lord. And said, As a matter of fact, you're going to you're going to die within the next two years because of and it, read chapter 28. And Hananiah died almost seven months after that. Like he didn't even make it to, to, to the two year point that he prophesied about because it because 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 it was false. Watch this. Um, so God's word to them in this case wasn't about deliverance. Then it would be over soon. It was about you're going to be in this place for a while. Now, watch this. First John four, one through three. This is the NIV. First uh, John uh, four, one through three. Watch this. It says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit. This is what we're talking about, right? It says, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And, that, and here's the thing. I can preach something. I can teach something. I, it's like, you know, Crystal talks about this all the time. Go back and read it for yourself. Go back and read it. Study it. Don't believe something just because I said it. Hear it. Go back and study. The Bible says, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of God. And so try the spirits, see if it's from God, because watch this, many false prophets have gone out into the world. Here we go. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. Every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus, says what, is not from God. So number one, try something. Does it, does it line up with the word of God? Does it line up with the written word of God and my understanding of the written word of God? And maybe sometimes our understanding's got to grow. Sometimes our knowledge has got to grow. But does it line up with the word of God? Number two, does it line up with what God is saying to you? Y'all already know it. Impact, we all, we, we, you, do, you do not have to go through Pastor Rick to have a relationship with God. You do not have to go through this church to have a relationship with God. You don't, you know, you need one with him for, with God for yourself. You need your own relationship. So when people are coming to you about this or that, it's either confirming what God has already told you, or it goes against what God has already told you. And you already know, okay, I'm not receiving that because I know what God, I know, because I, because listen, God knows the plans he has for me. And he told me the plans he has for me. And what you're prophesying does not line up with that. 
You know what I mean? And so, but, but if you only have that, if you have your own relationship with him. Okay, so we want to be committed to hearing the word uh, from, from the Lord. All right, let's pick up at, at, at verse 10. I won't keep you guys too much longer. Uh, verse, verse 10, this is what the Lord says. Watch this. When 70 years are completed from, uh, for Babylon, I will come to you and, will, and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. So they went from one prophecy that said it's going to be two, uh, two years. That guy was false. And now Jeremiah is saying, when 70 years are completed, he says, build a house, plant gardens, eat the fruit, marry and have kids. Because you're going to be here for 70 years. He said, but when 70 years is completed, he said, I will come to you, fill my promise and bring you back. So what to do while I'm here? Point number four, based on verse 10. Remember that there is deliverance in God's time and look forward to that hope. Remember that there is deliverance and it's in what? In God's time. He said, I will come. I will fulfill my promise, but it's going to be 70 years. Now, that was his timing for them, okay, in that situation. Psalm 34, 17, I see you, Mark. Psalm 34, 17 says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their trouble, that there is deliverance, that we cry out and God hears us and he does deliver us, but it's what? It's in his timing. Watch this, James 1, 2 through 4 uh, says, my brethren, this is King James Version. So James 1, 2 through 4 says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Watch this, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patient, patience, but let patience have a perfect work that you may be perfect, meaning mature and, and entire, wanting nothing. That while, listen, while we're waiting for that deliverance, we should embrace the perfecting work that this trial is doing in me that it is building patience so that I can what be perfect and lacking nothing fully mature entire. All right. So while I'm here, point four, remember that deliverance uh, is coming. Watch this in God's time, in God's time. Got to wait. Verse 11. Let's pick up right there. Here we go. For I know the plans I have for you. Now we get to, for I know. Now see how now when we bring this out, we don't just kind of single it out when we hear this. We understand that this is a message of hope to people who are in despair and in distress. And, and so and so when we're going through despair and we're going through distress, we know that there is hope. Why? For God says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and plans to give you a future. What to do while I'm here? Point number five is to remember that God has a plan. And he is working this. Out. And watch this. Every plan has timing. Every plan has timing. Every plan has a start, has a process. It works out. And then the plan. And so, and so we have to remember that what? He has a plan. He is telling this them. He's telling this to them uh, right in the middle of all the stuff that he's telling them that's going wrong. And it's going to be bad. And you're going to be here for 70 years. You might as well build a house. You might as well plant a garden. You might as well have kids and marry because y'all going to be here for a while. And as he's going through this stuff, as far as what they're going to be and don't. And then he tells them, don't listen to prophets who are telling you that it's going to be short. <laughs> he said, when they tell you all oh, it's coming, he says, don't listen to them. Don't listen. To them. And so he's telling them all this stuff. And then he ha- then he confirms to them and reminds them that I know the plans that I have for you. And I think that there's a I think that there's a there's a word of of comfort in there for them. You know what I mean? And same thing for us. It is a word. Of, despite all the stuff you're going through. I know the plans. 
And they listen, they are to prosper you. It's not to harm. It may feel like it's harmful for you. It may feel like it's taking away from you, but this plan is to prosper you and is to give you a hope and is to give you a future. And yes, it seems tough right now, but God says, I know what the plan. So I feel like they, I feel like it, it, it's, it's to, it's confidence building. It's faith building. It's to comfort. It's to remind them that yes, it's tough. But I have I have a plan and I know the plan that I have for you. It's Crystal's favorite scripture, Romans 8, 28, that all things are working together for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. Crystal put the laughing face up there because she said it all comes back to Romans 8, 28. And here it does. And so the question is what to do. While I'm in exile, we have to remember that God has a plan. We have to remember that there is deliverance, but it comes where? In God's timing, we have to listen closely to hear the voice of the Lord and the voice of the Lord only, learning to, to, to discern between uh, that which is true and that which is not, right? We have to what? Pray for those who persecute us and pray that God prosper them because he, listen, even in an exile situation, he can bless that to funnel the blessings, what, down to us. I get up in the morning and I don't do it every single morning, but I try to, I try my best to whatever clients that I got to work with that day, whether they're tough clients or not, I pray that God blesses their business because if he blesses their business, it's going to funnel down to me as a contractor with them. Watch this. Make up in your mind. This is the last point. And it was the first one we started with. Make up in your mind that you will do as the Lord instructs because the blessing is where? In the doing. That's right. Trying to pray for my enemies. And that's a hard thing to do. But we have to what? Do that. What to do while I'm in exile. 